better. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks, Lord, for all that you do for us, Lord, and for your many blessings, Lord, and the opportunity, Lord, that you gave us to praise you and glorify you, Lord. And right now, Lord, we'd like to extend our uh, our prayers, Lord, to the uh, McDaniels family, Lord Jesus, um, who this morning uh, lost their son, Jesus, and uh, we can't even imagine what that would feel like or be like, Lord Jesus, and we just ask you to just be there with them, help them, Lord, during this time, Lord, and and uh, just comfort their hearts, Lord Jesus. It's, it's only you that can do that. And we just ask you for, for that, Lord. And we also ask you for uh, Sister Martinez, Lord, that she may have a safe trip back home. Uh, that she did also, too, uh, that uh, Carlos and the fam- family, you know, family continue to be safe in Honduras. And <clears throat> Sister Lopita, that she may continue to get better as well. But we also thank you, Lord Jesus, for Sister Tina, Lord, and and the victory that you gave her, Lord Jesus, and we just continue to believe and trust, Lord, that you got more victories to give her, Lord, and that she just may continue believing and trusting in you, Lord, and that we may also as a church uh, continue believing, Lord, that these prayers that we uh, put in front of you, Lord Jesus, that you're hearing them, Lord Jesus, and you're moving in a special way, and we thank you for that. <clears throat> we ask you at this time, too, Lord, to uh, multiply the tithes and the offerings, Lord, for the for the church, for the vision, for the things necessary, Lord, continue pushing your name forward. And also, too, Lord, for your word tonight, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord, not to remove all the distractions, all the thoughts that will come to visit us while we're uh, be, while we're hearing your word, Lord Jesus, that we may reject them and that we may pay attention to your perfect word. In your name we ask this, Jesus, and we thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my name is my brother Gabriel Pass Up, and uh, now let's uh, praise the Lord by paying attention to his precious word. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone uh, this evening, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. And be dismissed. Sad to hear the news uh, that we heard today from um, a gentleman by the name of Jeff McDaniels, um, who really, uh, really worked hard to keep his sons engaged uh, with this disability that they were struggling with. Um, even reached out to us for support as a company. And uh, like Brother Lorenzo was saying, it could, I can only imagine that the, the weight of uh, waking up and everything going through his mind right now. So even though you don't know him, um, <clears throat> you can relate having a child, but it would be to wake up and you know, know your child is no longer with you. Um, so we, we just got to continue to play, uh, pray for peace uh, and that God can uh, prevail in this dark moment. Uh, brothers and sisters, the message tonight is uh, been a challenge for me. Uh, it's kind of like wanting to, to paint uh, the Mona Lisa again or wanting to paint a Picasso or um, for me, it's, it's a message that has such an impact in my life. I've kind of avoided it. I don't think I've ever preached on this message before, this topic. It was a message that I still remember sitting uh, in the pews in town and hearing this message come to me and it transforming my life and taking me away from uh, darkness that that uh, would have only taken me to destruction. 
uh, and would have not allowed me to experience uh, the goodness of God, the love of God. Um, and the title that we've called it tonight is Speak to It. You've heard me say that a lot here recently in the last few weeks, that God has given us power to speak to things in our lives. God has given us power to remove things by speaking to it. If you're struggling through something, if you're going through something, you have power and the ability to speak to whatever is disturbing you, calling out to Jesus and removing it from your life. We have power. God has given us power. It's how we engage in this power that limits us to things moving out of our lives. It's our faith igniting. It's our faith igniting the words that come out to remove something in our lives. So brothers and sisters, tonight I ask of y'all to, to focus in on what you need to speak to. I ask that you focus in on what you need removed. You know, we all can identify things that bug us, that bother us, but can we identify things that we hold on to that are poisonous to us? Do we know what's hurting us? Do we know what's causing the damage? We can talk about things that bother us and we just want out of our way, but that's still not removing the main issue, the thing that keeps on birthing the problem. Not the problem, but the source to the problem. And tonight we're going to be speaking to it and asking God to open up a path through his word that we may be able to receive guidance from him. The word of God is powerful. It's beautiful. It speaks to each one of us differently. It speaks to our needs. We're all going through different things. You might look around in, in, in this congregation and say, nobody's going through what I'm going through. But if you only knew what others were going through, then you'd be surprised. Man, I never knew you were going through that, brother or sister. I never knew you contemplated suicide, brother or sister. I never knew you struggled with an addiction, brother or sister. I never knew you had hate, brother or sister. Then you become relatable. And Jesus... And his grace and mercy wins because he came to save all of us because we're sinners. We all come short to the glory of what God established. He's given us power and redemption in his blood. We can call upon it. And his mercy is new every single day. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for God's mercy tonight. Amen. God bless the, the kids and the youth to have something tonight. Uh, before the youth leaves, uh, I, I was speaking to Kat, and she was asking for the baptism, which we're going to start the classes, and God bless her for that. Uh, but I encourage if there's any other brothers and sisters, we're going to start the class, be starting up the class, uh, that we are able to um, talk about it. It's going to be a journey, too. God bless Kat. Kat's like, my birthday's in March. He gave some time there for us to really get into it and really for the understanding. So God bless her for that. But if you guys can be praying for this, brothers and sisters, uh, the desire that we have in our youth to serve God and to commit to God for all their life, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Amen.
It's a beautiful thing. We read, we started reading last week uh, this passage in, uh, in Luke, Luke eleven twenty four. if we can put Luke eleven twenty four up, and we read this, and, uh, and it, it's, uh, it was an impactful verse based off of what happens, what happens when the enemy wants to come and revisit us. The enemy wants to come back and revisit you. Do you know that the enemy that is in you, that sometimes we call out, wants to come back to you? Sometimes we don't know that. Sometimes we think, and, and we think it's a simple game. It's, this is a death match. You're in a death match. There's something that wants to kill you, destroy you, and your family. And the Word of God puts it pretty plainly here, and it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. There's a word from God saying, look, just because it feels good right now doesn't mean it's always going to be good. Work. Maintain it. Check yourself. Because the enemy is looking for the opportunity for the door to be cracked, the window to be open, and he will come in and steal and kill and devour you. The word of God tells us here simply... Whatever's left you wants to come back. Whatever you called out wants to come back. Are we letting it back in easy? I remember how many times I just, I would just leave the door wide open, not even shut it. And there I was again, doing the same thing I was doing. Not helping anything around me. But one day it had to come to where God says, look, when I remove it, the way you keep it out is by being vigilant, standing guard by your door. Let the enemy see the shotgun as he tries to, on his knees, crawl into your house. And you tell him he's not welcome. Because the word of God is powerful. He takes no mercy on the enemy the enemy has a plan. It's already, it's already been spoken since before time. He hates it. That's why he wants to destroy and take as many as he can. But we're here proclaiming that God can free us. He frees us. We free indeed. All right, devil. I got you. Because we serve a God that when he speaks, things move. When he's telling us to speak to it, when he's telling us to proclaim the victory, it's not just for decisions of success in life. Oh, man, that's easy. You can go to a university. You can go, go to a seminar. Five ways to get richer. Now, this is life or death. This is generational changes. This is blessings that you leave for your family when you're gone. This is breaking curses. And it took courage to do that. 
took courage to be a pioneer and clear a path for your family. Took courage. But God wants to instill in us wisdom. So let's learn how to speak to it. John 7, 38. One thing that stood out to me in Luke, in Luke eleven twenty four is that it looks for what? Dry places. Your enemy, your enemy, your, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not hard for the enemy to figure out if the security system's on in the house. It's not hard for the enemy to figure out if, 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 if you're vigilantly watching the door. If you're dry, if there ain't no emotion, if there ain't no praise, if you're tired, if you're, if you're just using excuses, man, I'm tired from this, I'm tired from that, then those are the dry places that he loves to come to. We heard the message about the reactions, the things, our health, our spiritual health with the murmuring that we start to do. Better check yourself if these things are coming out because the enemy is just looking for an opportunity to get in there. And, 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 it, and it says something pretty impactful. It says he just doesn't come alone. He brings a party with him. And you could think you're all strong in how you're handling stuff, but if you're showing dryness, the enemy is looking to come in. If there ain't praise out of your lips, the enemy is looking to come in. Is an opportunity to speak to your enemy tonight to let them know. If we go to the next verse here, he that believeth on me, said Jesus, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is where you tell your enemy that my Jesus has been so good to me. Even when I've been so bad at times, he still had mercy for me this day to hear the good news of the gospel. I want to hear the good news of the gospel. The good news was that I had an opportunity. One mistake, two mistakes, three mistakes, four mistakes. He stopped counting. Because he said, one of these days you're going to figure it out. And when you figure it out, you better be as stubborn for me as you were stubborn for the world. Well, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But I remember talking to myself when I was sitting there and I heard this message that we're going to hear tonight. And something told me, enough's enough. I'm tired. I was a young man. I'm tired. So old. Felt like I was swimming and never finding land. Abandoned, I felt, in my sins. Then this word came from God and it changed me. It wrecked me. The path I was headed, it just destroyed it and God started a new path for me. And I'm grateful for his love. His love that went out. 
Some call it a reckless love now. They, it went through anything to get to me. It busted through chains that the devil had, and it was like, I'm getting to you. And I'm thankful for that. And we see here that if we believe in him and we put our faith in him and his word, his word is truthful. And in that truth in his word, it sets us free. It sets us free from damage. It sets us free from hurt. It sets us free from scars that the world wants to hold on to you to remind you of the value that the world put on you, but not Jesus. Jesus didn't put this value on us. The world put the scar on us. The value of not feeling like what we see in the mirror. There's no hope. What we got to do is start to see Jesus and the love he had for us and the sacrifice that he had for us. Hanging there, being a king, leaving his throne, that one day we could hear the message that allowed us to speak to our issue, to speak to our enemy. Help us, God, to recognize what it is tonight that we've got to speak out, Jesus. If we turn to Daniel 2.21... And he changed, he changeth the times and the seasons. He he removeth kings and and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them and no understanding. You see, I don't know what season you're in right now in your life with or without God. I remember being young. And thinking I was with God just because I attended church. But I didn't understand and it says here how important the understanding of what it is not just to be in the presence of God. It's not just to be in the presence of God, but it's to touch his garment. It wasn't those that got healed that were just in his presence. It was the woman that reached out and touched his garment that got healed. Who touched me, he said. What do you mean, who touched you, God? What do you mean, who touched you, Jesus? We're in a crowd of people. A lot of people touched you. Nah. Who pulled out power from me? I don't know what season you're in. If it's a season of doubt, if it's a season of hurt. It could be a season of change. It could be a, a season that I was in when that message reached me and, and it spoke to me and it said, are you, are you, are, have you learned your lesson now? It's not too late. It was the message that came to me in my heart. And God started convicting me, showing me that there was something bigger and better. I started seeing, I spoke to you as a child in your mother's womb. I spoke to you. I had a plan for you. My heart was pricked as I heard this message. I don't know what season it is, but God controls the season. 
and he has a word for your season. Oh, but you don't know, Brother Gabe. You don't know, Brother Gabe. Oh, if only you knew what I know. But you don't know, Brother Gabe. I don't feel love. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. I feel hurt. I got that reoccurring thing that comes up and reminds me of who I was and what I did. I see it every day. The regret, the pain. That's where Jesus comes in. It removes this burden, this weight. It leaves peace. It leaves hope. It leaves the miracle of the change in us and the impact we have in those that we love around us. Because of him. You understand one thing, the impact you have on those around you by the change that happens in you. It's not just a word of saying, I love you. I love my son. I love my daughter. I love my wife. It's, it's the change that happens in us. That God, that God reassures that love to those around us oh Jesus I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know if they're ready we haven't even got into the message yet it's intimidating to get into this message yet I don't know if they're ready yet for this God I, I don't know some of them might still not be recognized that they need to speak to it will you ask me to speak to it then if we turn into Galat- if we turn to Galatians 6 9 And let us not be weary. In well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. This is the issue with the churchgoer that comes to church regularly. is, Is there's a difference between rest and relax. We rest when we labor. We labor into the Lord's rest. But when we get to a point where we relax too much, this is where our enemy wants to come back and visit us because he sees us relaxed. He doesn't see the passion, the fire in us. We're not, we're not encouraged anymore. and We're not encouraging those around us anymore because we're just trying to survive. How can I encourage anyone else when I'm just trying to survive today? says right here we can't get tired of doing good because it's good that brings mercy and grace to us God's eye is on us get tired of doing good and grace and mercy starts to end in this world and it's because of grace and mercy that we're able to get up and travel places freely because of his love that he had for us the location we're in. We sometimes think it's so hard but until we've been a place where it's even harder and we see the limitations that people have based off of struggles that they have in the countries they're in. And I say, God, just give me, just give me the, give me the joy to recognize how blessed I am. How blessed I am, Jesus. Brother Lorenzo was talking about just complaining 
Nobody wants to be around a complainer. Nobody wants to be around a complainer, too, that doesn't want to make a change. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Oh, listen to me in that, complainers that are here. We got some complainers still here that came back from Sunday. If you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Don't say nothing at all, not unless you got a solution for it, a positive solution for it. We don't need opinions. We need people that want to bring the solution to it. You see, that was the difference when we saw Joshua and Caleb. They came with a solution to it, to the murmuring. They came with a solution to it. They said there's milk and honey in this land that's been promised to us. Let's go get it. And everybody was like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm weary and doing good. This has been a journey. And they were like, it's right there. Let me loose. I want it. I want it. Some, I've heard people say you got to want it like your head being underwater and you want to breathe. How many of us want to say something tonight to something like we're suffocating? Amen. And we want to just speak it out of us. That gave you power. That gave you power. thing is is that we just don't know i don't know i don't know if i should speak it out because the void what about the void brother gabe gonna be an empty space there we talked about that one already go back if you need to hear it proverbs 18 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof Speak to it. The word of God says here that there's power in what we're about to do in our lives. What is it? Have you identified it yet? Is it you? Is it selfishness? Speak to it. Oh, for me, it was a selfish spirit. Parents were carrying my weight. My family was carrying my weight. I didn't care. And I had to speak to it. I had to shake it off. I had to recognize what that devil was. When I saw that devil any time, oh, there he is again. I'm vigilant. Like I said before, if I were to tell you that I let a snake loose beginning a church in here and it's on a wonder under some of y'all's feet, how would you be? You'd be freaking out. You'd be like, legs up. That's the way we got to treat our enemy because we don't know where he's preparing to attack. But we know one thing that God has given us the power and the strength to put him under our feet and to speak to it. encouraged and we see here there's two things that are measured in our life when we'll die how long we'll live spiritually speaking there's two things that we're measured into 
and the power in the tongue brings them. Oh God, I want you to strengthen me, Father, in my weaknesses. Because I know my weaknesses are real. I'm dragging my weaknesses here to church today. I don't like to be here sometimes. I don't like what's being said here sometimes. I don't have the energy for what's here sometimes, but I'm bringing it today. The more you bring it, the more it gets beaten on. The more it gets beaten out. You, 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 you have the power to release it. Some people that, you know, they just keep on taking that beating. But there's no gain until you say, get out. Enough's enough. In the name of Jesus, I'm casting you out. Enough's of this. This is, you know, this ain't no, this ain't no uh, uh, chance curse. This is, I see why there's a curse. I see why there's a problem. I can identify it. I can call it out. Amen. Let's speak to it. This message I message I've meant message. I've mentioned this message multiple times in the past. I don't know. I've never asked my dad, what were you thinking? How did God speak to you that day when you brought this message? Did, 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 he, did, he, did, did he mention me? Because that impact, you have no idea what it did. It destroyed me. I still remember right after it was a Sunday service and I left, and, you know, I was up to no good that weekend. I didn't get into the details of the, that. I can feel that there's some Pharisees and scribes here. I like to throw some rocks at me for protect myself. But I was up to no good. I'm sitting there and I'm hearing this message. It's so convicting. We turn to Ezekiel. Still remember this like it was yesterday. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. had those moments I don't know if God has pulled you out of your body I don't know if God has shown you something and it only was God that showed you it it was a, it was something terrible that had happened an accident something a consequence but God pulls you out of your body and takes you to a place and shows you the outcome of a situation. And we keep on reading here in verse two, and he led me around among them. 
So Ezekiel is in a valley full of bones. And he led me among them, and behold, they were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. I'm not always on keywords. That could be a key word for tonight, dryness. We read Psalms 1-1 to be what? Did by what? Come on. Planted by the waters. I knew you, you got to be planted by the waters. If you're not planted by the waters, you're going to just wither away. You're going to die. And we see here that these bones, that Ezekiel's in the valley, he finds these bones and they're dry. They were very dry. Praise the Lord for that. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So he asked Ezekiel, hey, you think these bones can live? The way I just heard it right now, they're very dry. They're probably brittle. They're probably ready. The sun's baked them. They're probably ready just to break. He says, you think these bones can live? Son of man. And Ezekiel answered, Lord, you know. And sometimes that's our right answer in situations that we're in. Because sometimes we question it and we doubt. But sometimes we don't hear the question from God to us. Do you believe? Do you believe that you can get out of this? Do you believe that you can change? Do you believe? It's how you see it. And sometimes our answer is the wrong answer back to him. Because we should know that if he says it, or if he tells us to say it, that it's happening. Speak to it. And so you see this, this place here where Ezekiel's at least headed in a path of, uh, you can never have a wrong answer when you tell God, hey, you know God. <laughs> I might not know, but you know. Oh, man. But it's when you doubt that you ain't even got a shot at this. God, you know. You know. I see the picture that's painted there. I see the picture that he painted there. Very, very dry bones. What is it? Twice baked? But Ezekiel says, you know, God. You know. Then he said to me, this is what I want us to stick on tonight because we miss a lot of things and we, and, we, and we don't understand the power that when God tells you to do something, when he inspires you to do something, when he's speaking to you, when you have that out-of-body experience and he told you something, this is what we miss sometimes. He says, you know what? Speak to it. And it says here, he says, prophesy, 
upon these bones and say unto them, Oh, ye dry bones. Now, I like this because sometimes we don't speak to ourselves that way. Oh, you selfish person. Oh, you bitter person. Oh, you murmurer. Oh, you, oh, you. And he says, speak to it. Speak to it to what it is. As you know, just as well as he knows what it is. We can't hide anything from him. And he says, you tell these bones what they are. <laughs> oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I remember hearing this, and I'm like, where's, where's my old man going with this? I can say old man now. Because I love that guy. I see him now, and it's different. It's a different type of appreciation now that I've lost my hair. Before it was just a, man, we battled too much. Brother Lorenzo probably is experiencing that too, and now I see him. I appreciate him. I remember saying, man, this message. Where are you going with this message, God, and me? Because I'm feeling something here. Uh, I feel like I can... I feel like I can speak to something right now. I feel like I can do something right now. We see here in verse 5. Let's say it the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. Now, Ezekiel had to get to a point because he's out of body. To where, what he's saying has got to sound pretty ridiculous to him. I'm not asking for religious people here tonight. I'm asking for sensible people. Because sometimes what you're going to ask what's in you and what you're going to speak to is going to sound ridiculous in how you tell it. So you got to understand it. Really? Breathe? They don't even got lungs in them. It's, it's a skeleton. This is what's so beautiful about this. Because the terms that Jesus is using are terms that identify how far you're willing to go. How far are you willing to go to speak to it? Are you willing to look ridiculous speaking to it? Well, I don't know, you know. I'm a sensible person. No, 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 no. You got to sometimes, like pastor used to say, go to your grave and say, grave? You ain't taking me yet. Depression? Nah. I got too much to live for. I got my grandchildren and seeing my great-grandchildren speak to it. We're all at different levels. We all have the power to speak to it. We see here this ridiculous statement. I mean, it's ridiculous. Can we, can we all agree it's ridiculous? Maybe it's just me. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. I'm reading here. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin. 
and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, this is the key to it, brothers and sisters. This is the key to to this transformation that happened in this valley where dry bones were at. And you start to see a body being put back together. God's not going to put it back together. If you're not going to recognize that he's Lord. That's a caveat. That's a clause. You see, we get so used to, I need this, I need this, I need this. But God wants to remove it in a mighty way from you. But you got to recognize he's Lord. And God knows the heart and tries the heart. He knows the heart. He knows the points we got to get to and how we got to hit rock bottom a couple of times. I remember my rock bottoms. Bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. Man, I'm tired of that. It's a vicious cycle. Break it. Amen. Grab on to God. You see, because these dry bones, now that they were skinned up again, now that they had flesh on them, and were about to be caused to breathe again. You see how how interesting that is, though, that you see the faith of Ezekiel writing here that he was said, you're going to be made to breathe before the flesh was put on. Because they're not breathing yet. We're not done reading yet. I see, I I like how how powerful God is with the words he picks and how he chooses it because he's taking you on this journey because, you know, our God is saying things to you and he's reading your mind when he's saying things to you. You could see it when Jesus was here and he would tell the man, I saw what you just thought. You could see when he called out Sarah and says, why did you laugh? What do you mean I didn't laugh here? I was over. You see, Jesus is powerful because there's times that we start to doubt the process. And God says, don't doubt the process when I'm involved. You just jump in it, jump in it, jump in it. We keep on reading here on verse 7. So I prophesied. I don't know what Ezekiel was going through here. I don't know what what his mindset was in. We could probably go a few chapters back and we could start to see what his mindset was. But I could see him getting amped up a little bit. So I prophesied. I can only imagine. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine starting to see this and you're like, man, this thing is happening. So I prophesied. He got T.D. Jakes on those bones. Prophesize. Because I started seeing the progress. And when you start to see the progress, don't, don't just stop. You push through. So I continued on with the mission that I was given. Because I had gone through many a times where, where, where I saw the progress and I thought the progress was enough. But it was the maintaining. It was the, it was the holding on to. It was the cultivating myself and making sure that I didn't go back to that old man that I remember the night before. Oh, you don't even know. You only wish you knew me. 
you only wish you knew me. And how deep it was and dark it was for me. And I was those bones. And my father was Ezekiel that day. And there was life being spoken into me. And it was probably the last chance I had. I don't know. Could have been the last chance I had. Could have been the last chance I had. I got inspired. I got inspired and it's been real since then. I've been through it. I've always known Bible, but you know what? I didn't accept the Bible. I'd gone to church since I was little. But God wasn't in me. When I heard that there was hope for dry bones, I said, all right, sign me up. Sign me up, God. Sign me up. And so we read here, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what you are tonight. You see, I was the bones. Some of y'all might be the Ezekiel in your life. You see, I was the bones that needed to hear this because I was dry, very dry. But some of us tonight, we have the power because we're maintainers of homes. We're in leadership roles. People are looking unto us. And Jesus is telling you tonight to speak to it. Jesus is telling you, you want to break it, speak to it. You want it to come back alive, speak to it. And the hope I had when I heard that message, knowing my situation or my circumstance, I could see God's mercy coming from the pulpit. I was thankful that you hadn't forgot about me, God, even though I know who I am and how dirty and filthy I am. You hadn't forgot me, Jesus. You hadn't forgot me, Jesus. You sent the message to save me. And now I ask you, where's your faith at? Are you doing as you're commanded? So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Brothers and sisters, when you do what you're commanded, there's going to be a noise. You see, the, the noise represents something. It rep- represents God's movement. You see, when things happen, you're going to hear noises. You're going to see things move. Things will tremble. Think walls will fall. Opportunities will present themselves. Paths will be made at night. So he heard this noise. And beheld, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together. Bone 
to its bone. God tells us what we need to do. We come here. We hear it. We hear messages that are difficult at times. We hear messages that are discouraging at times to us. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been there. Man. God, who can be saved? We become those apostles that are standing around. Your words are hard. God, who can be saved? But the moment, the moment we start to believe, we start to believe in the process that God has taken us through is the moment we start to hear the noise. It's the moment we follow his commandment. You see, there's a lot of movement here. There's a lot of noises out in the world. There's a lot of confusion there. There's even some that say this is what God's commanding and this is what we need to do. But see, God wants to clear that for you and give you an acknowledgement of what is his will. You see, you don't establish your own will. Your will is not the will of God. The will of God is the will of God. So again, I did what he commanded, and now I saw the results. These bones come up and start connecting themselves bone to bone. Keep on reading here. And... When I beheld, lo, no surprise here, but the Lord said, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above. But there was no breath. You see, brothers and sisters, We can't stop once we start to see the progress happening. We can't stop once we start to hear the noise and see the movement. We can't stop because God has the next thing for you. You see, we think it's as simple as just, you know, mountain move. What are you going to do when it moves? What's your plan? Water part. Problem go away. Opportunity come. What are you going to do? Are you ready? You see, we ask for things. We don't even have the storehouses built for the things. And our faith is challenged because the moment you start building a storehouse, what's that fool doing over there? Man, he barely makes his rent. Yeah. You know what? God says, if I'm faithful. And we see here that there was no breath in them. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, oh, there's God again. You see, brothers and sisters, this has, it has, let's call, let's call them resting areas. Not relaxing areas, resting areas. So right here we see this process and here comes God again. Telling Ezekiel, what's next? What you're going to do? So, 
Then said he unto me, prophesize, speak unto the wind. Oh, man. I like, I like authority God's given me. God's given me authority over the wind. Speak unto the wind, son of man, and say to the wind, Let's say it, the Lord. Oh, that's the difference right there. You see, that's the difference right there. You see, some of us, we like authority. How many of y'all like authority? Who likes to be boss? We got some bossy people here. Just make me a boss, right? You like it? Some of us do. You like it? Some of us, we want the title, don't we? Who wants the title? Who wants the title? You see, he loved it right there. Speak to the wind. Oh, what's going on here? You know, God, and tell them what I'm telling you to tell them. The authority that's given to us, we've got to let things know that that authority has been given to us by God. You see, we miss it sometimes because we begin with the casting without the acknowledgement of who gave us the authority. We got to catch this, brothers and sisters, because again, we don't want to see each other next year, and we're still in the trail of 40 years, are we? We don't want to still keep on walking in the valley for 40 years, do we? As these bones were just dropping. Tell the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breathe, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Come, wind, put life in what's dead. Oh, I don't know if some of y'all seeing it. Like I said, it was, I don't know if anybody else got that sermon that I gave, that, I mean, that my father gave to me years back. And I heard that and I said, whoa, I'm feeling, I'm feeling God, something in me, God. I'm feeling like I can be redeemed, Jesus. She can see past my stains. She can see past my struggles, my handicaps, my excuses. Oh, I had good excuses. I was young. That's a good excuse, isn't it? <laughs> I'm young. Oh, I had excuses. I could make excuses. None of them were valid. There were excuses to me. God said, you're dry. You're very dry. Now I've sent a prophet to prophesy to you. And I see this wind coming and I can start sensing a relief in my life. And I'm grateful to God that God introduced his grace that day to me. And I was able to let go of just what happened the night before. The dirtiness of the world. What are you? Why are you so crazy sometimes, Brother Gabe? It's all I got. I appreciate God for what he did for me. I don't. I don't look to be politically correct in my approach here. 
I want to speak to the issues that are relatable that we go through. I wish I would have had courage to have gone up to my father and told him what my struggle was, but God told him to speak to it. Sometimes we won't have the courage to go to those that we need the most. But God still has the love to come to you with his words. Let me read verse 10. So I prophesied. I, I like this already with Ezekiel, you know. God tells me what to do, tells me what's going to happen. I do it. First thing happens. I do it again. Second thing happens. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. You see, you see, what I liked about this is that, that God showed me something in mercy and grace here, that a title of an army is somebody to fight for God, has a purpose after being dead and coming back up, do something. You see, sometimes we get back up and we want to go back down because we don't have purpose. But God has told me something. He goes, I'm giving you purpose because you know what? You still kind of smell a little bit. I do, God? Yes, you do. So what do I smell like, God? Well, you smell... You smell like what you've been in. Man, God. You know what? You're still standing. I need you to remember that smell. Because one day you'll smell that again. And I need you to go to that smell. And I need you to tell them. I need you to tell them that I love them. Just like I told you that day that I loved you and I made it personal because nobody knew the void you had, what you were carrying, but the day I spoke life into you and you rose up and you saw that you could be a part of my army and that there was power. In my love is the moment you recognized who I was and what my mercy and grace is and why you call me Redeemer. Thank you, God. There's times that you take for granted these moments with God that he speaks to us. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, you want to know who these people were? Yeah, I'd like to know who these were. I'm going to tell you who they were. God's going to tell us sometimes the bones that we see in our path and that we start to speak to and they live again. There are moments in our lives that we struggled with something, killed something off. 
And then we encounter them in our path again. And God says, speak to it. Speak to it. This will come back to life. This that you killed a long time ago that was, that was something I was calling for you, a talent that I'd given you. And it says here, it says, you want to know who they are? Yes. This is the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. You see, Israel, God uses this term here, were alive and moving, but they felt dead and useless. Because they were dry. And sometimes we're living and we're living dry. So God gave this example of a valley that was full of bones. It's only if Israel could wake up and see who their God is. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Verse 12. Therefore, it was easy to talk to the bones that didn't talk back. But I've shown you what those bones are. I've shown you what I can do. Now I need you to speak to what's going to speak back to you. I like the process that God takes us through. Because though we're the, if we're the bones or if we're the ones prophesizing to the bones, God now has identified who the bones were. And now he's asking Ezekiel, Prophesize and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves. What? They ain't dead yet. The term that they were living, they were not living. They were dead in their actions. They were dead in their beliefs. They were dead in their faith. God says, I'll open up your grave and raise you from your graves, O my people. Just to hear God say you're mine. Remember the first time I caught myself Thank God you love me still. After all I've done, you love me still. I know I did this terrible thing, God. I know I did multiple things, Lord, that I would understand if you would just have thrown me out. But you love me, God. You love me, God. You love me so much that you came after me. spoke to me you called me mine my people and I will bring you into the land of Israel and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves oh my people you see brothers and sisters 
Now Ezekiel has the mission. You see, God prepped him with the, with the story of the out-of-body experience with the bones, but now he's going to be in front of real people. And you can imagine how real people are going to hear that you're in a grave. What do you mean I'm in a grave? I'm right here. I drove here. I walked here. God says, I'm going to tear away this veil that you have, and you're going to see that I am your God. When I open this grave that you're in, that you're buried in, could you imagine being in a grave and you're not dead yet? Could you imagine when you hear people kicking dirt into your grave and you're not dead yet? Well, God opened that grave so we could recognize him and see him, oh, my people. And brought you up out of your graves. Oh, I thank you, God, for that. And ye and shall put my spirit in you. Listen to this. Listen to this. I don't know who you are. I don't know. I know who I was when I sat here. I don't know who you are. But are you in a grave, oh people of Israel? Are you in a grave and it's the casket is closed? I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. What struggle of doubt you have right now. Oh God, it's been all these years and I still don't see my family. Oh God, it's been all these years and I still have this hurt. Are you in a grave? see God here telling you you're dry you got to get in the water you got to moisten those bones up a little bit you got to realize I got a purpose for you and you will rise up like an army and as an army takes command from its general you will take them and the first one he gave Ezekiel is go Oh, to those that are in the grave. And tell them I'm going to open and I'm going to fill them up with my spirit. Fill me up, Jesus, with your spirit. Because it's your spirit that gets to the places that it needs to get to. You see, we got those places. I had those places. You have those places. Some of them are Grand Canyon sizes. Some of them are small crevices. But we got places. It's all right. Don't get nervous. We're not going to start showing your places on the screen. But thank God for that. Shameful it would have been me that Sunday and then my places come up on the screen. My doubts. My murmuring. When God said, I'm going to open it, you're going to see me, and I'm going to fill you up. Because that's what you need. You need to be filled up. And I'm put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. Huh? 
You did what, God? You see, God spoke it a long time ago. The thing is, we haven't heard it. You see, when you speak to it, sometimes the devils tremble. But when you remind him, he spoke. They do more than tremble. And performed it, saith the Lord. God. I appreciate this passage. This passage is dear to me. This passage is special to me. It's recorded in my heart. It's been real in my life. It's kept me whole and on the path that God has selected for me. First Peter 1 Peter 1.13. Wherefore, gird up your loins and be loins of your mind. Be sober. I like the way this verse says, therefore, preparing your minds for action. Because see, look, look, look. The grave's open. Get out. You're alive. Get out. Get out. Lazarus, come forth. Unbandage yourself. So that ver- the, 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 this version says to prepare your mind for action. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. What is sober-minded? Don't shut the casket again. That's sometimes how we feel being sober-minded by escaping. Oh, I had my escapes. My dungeons. Being sober-minded, knowing that it's God that spoke you out of it. It's God that spoke life into you. Being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Set your hope on the grace. Excuse me. God speaks to us. We, times, we sometimes speak down to us. Oh, I never heard that message, but that's different. I know he was bad, but I'm worse. Speak grace into you. You see, you got to learn how to love yourself the way God loves you. See, I love loving myself the way God loves me. How many of y'all have a problem loving yourself the way God loves you. You see, some of y'all don't even know what I'm saying in that. What do you mean, Gabriel? I'm not talking about this, okay? 
I'm talking about appreciating God for his mercy and redemption. When I look in the mirror, it helps me receive and accept those that need it. Because all these years, there's still a smell in the air of that valley that I was in that was dead. A reminder to me that there's others that need to hear the good news and know that there's hope for them. And I'm grateful for that smell that follows me. It doesn't bother me, it reminds me that there's still a need in this world for Jesus. Let's be a part of the solution, not the problem, brothers and sisters. Let's be a part of the solution of Christ. Let's all stand up, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 29, 13. We're confused sometimes. I'm confused, God. I'm confused. I've tried this before. It didn't work. I've tried these things before. It didn't work. It's like dieting. (laughs) It's like exercise. I've tried them and they just don't work. I like this verse right here. And ye shall seek me and find me. Man, it's like there's times in, in the word that it was like, God, could you have just stopped it there? You ever had those moments where it's like, you know, somebody's giving you a compliment. Brother Lorenzo's done this to me a couple times, and I laugh with him. And he's, like, giving me a compliment, and at the very end, it's like, but you're still this. I'm like, man, it was, I thought it was just going good, right? But he has to be real. And we see God here being real. He says, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. You see, you see, you see, even though grace and forgiveness and his love is free, it comes with a price and a sacrifice. The search, the hunger, the thirst. And when we find him, the search is over. The hunger is gone. And we are quenched. I'm going to ask Gabby to pass on up. Gabriel, come up. Brothers and sisters, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's, I don't know if it's an addiction. I don't know if it's a deep wound. I don't know what it is. Only you and God know what it is, and God knows you know that he knows what it is. I'm going to ask Gabby to sing this song, Come to the Altar. It's an open invitation to all of us to come. There's no level of sin that God can't wash away. There's no level of unhopelessness that God can't give hope to. I believe that God had a message for us today. 
he had a message for us tonight of, of his promise, his promise of forgiveness, of love, of grace, of mercy, of hope, a willingness that is still here for us to change. Let's pass on up, brothers and sisters, and receive from God's love and grace. Our God is an awesome God, a merciful God, a good God, a mighty God. And when we see him for these things is when the noise starts to happen, the movement starts to happen. I'm grateful, God, for the movement that happened in my life years ago, Jesus. I'm grateful for the movement, Jesus. The movement that kept me committed to you, Father. I believe in you, Jesus. I've seen the sacrifices that my parents have gone through, Lord. I saw the addictions that my father left. I saw the, 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 the bound chains that my mother had of religion. I believe in you, Jesus. Your love broke through, Jesus. It found me. It found me in my darkest pit. Hope reached out, and I grabbed on. Your words reached me, Lord. These dry bones, Lord. These dry bones, Lord, you clothed with skin again. You put breath in my lungs again, Father. Father Jesus, I'm asking you right now, Lord, that you just you strengthen our hearts to believe, Jesus, that this word is for us in our lives, Lord. If we are the dry bones, Lord, then speak life to us, Lord Jesus. But if we are speaking to dry bones, Father, give us, give us, Lord, the authority, Lord, that you promised us, Lord, to speak to them, Father. You can call out these dry bones. Our worst enemies sometimes are in our household. The dry bones, Lord. Our community, Lord, if it's dry. Our nation, if it's dry, Jesus. We call it out, Jesus, for you. That believers start to come out, Lord, and the fruits are seen by them, Jesus. Change our hearts, Lord. To trust more and more in you, Father, and less and less in us, Jesus. We trust too much in us, Jesus. And this is where we lack in our strength, Lord. But when we trust in you, Lord, you renew our strengths, Father. And you lift us up. You lift us up, Jesus. Lift us up from the grave today, Lord Jesus. Speak life, Jesus. Speak life, Jesus. I'm grateful, Lord, for your love that reached out to me, Lord. Somebody that was wicked, I can use the word wicked. Somebody that was ungrateful, I can use the word ungrateful. I described myself early on as somebody, when you find the, when you find the slime in the bottom of the garbage, that's what my life was. Because I didn't experience things growing up. I, I, I was protected by you, Jesus. I was loved by you, Jesus. I saw the love in my parents, Jesus. And I was ungrateful, Father. I had to go experience it on my own. I was broken. But you came to me in my brokenness, Father. And you reached out and you grabbed me, Father, Jesus. And your mercy covered me, Lord.
and your grace held me, Jesus. And it sustained me and it told me and it spoke in my ear, Jesus. I still remember what you told me, Jesus. I still remember what you told me, Jesus. I still remember what you told me, Lord. That you were going to be there in this process, Lord, of letting go of things that I was addicted to. You were going to be there, Jesus. I didn't have to go check myself into a hospital, Lord. You, you took care of things, Lord Jesus. You broke chains, Father Jesus. You spoke to it, Lord. And I heard your words that day, Jesus. Free us, Father. Free us, Jesus. Those of us that are bound, Lord. That we're still in the clay. Our bones are still stuck to the clay. That we hear your voice calling out to arise and become that great army that I called you to. Oh, you that are stuck and that are dry, let the rain come and free you. Let the grave open up and free you. Live, breathe, live, breathe, live, breathe. God has breathed life in you. We came out of our mother's wombs. And we begin breathing, but life chokes us up. Life chokes us up, and God's got to come back and make us breathe again. Make us breathe again, Jesus. We believe in you, Father. No matter what's happening in our lives, no matter what we've been through, what we've seen, what we've experienced, and we've seen and experienced hurt, pain, we've been a cause of hurt and pain. But you know what, Lord Jesus, your mercy and grace has kicked open the grave. You've reached out your hand and pulled us up out of the grave. Now it's time, Lord Jesus, that we're a part of the solution, not the problem, Jesus. You want to talk about problems? Start talking about the solution. God has made us more than us. We are more than victorious. Help me, Jesus, to be a part of the solution. Your mercy and grace is as I remember it that day, Lord, that you spoke to me and you said, Gabriel, come out of the grave. And take this journey with me. Take this journey with me, you said. I didn't know what this journey was going to be, God. I didn't know it was going to take me what it took me through, Lord. But I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Jesus. I still remember the beautiful Sunday that it was, Lord Jesus. I still remember, Jesus, that that week, Jesus, I still remember like it was yesterday that my friends came up and said, hey, we hanging out this weekend. And I told them, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Things are different now. What do you mean things are different now, Gabriel? I've decided, I decided I'm, I'm letting go of that stuff. I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow God. What do you mean you're going to follow God, Gabe? You're the, you're the life of the party, Gabe. And, and, and I still remember, God, that you put my friend and he told me something that devastated me, Jesus. He said, you know what, Gabriel? I'm not man enough to do what you're doing. And you showed me something, Jesus, that it takes the courage to say no and to say yes to you, Jesus.
And I'm here with my hands lifted up, Lord, with gratitude because I've it's established me, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your love that has broken through. You broke through, Jesus. You broke through this stubbornness, Lord. And you're still working on this man, Jesus. You're still working on this man. And you brought good people into my life, Lord, as examples, Lord. And you'll bring good people into our lives as mentors, as help, Jesus, to help us see ourselves the way you see us, Jesus, with your eyes of love. Thank you, Father, for your love, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're here, Father, right now. Strengthen us, Jesus. We're here right now. Have the impact in us, Lord. Have the impact in us, Jesus. We're here right now, Father, Jesus. Some of us need to speak out things that are, that are d- devastating our families, Lord. Speak them out, Jesus. Allow us to speak them out, Jesus. We know, Father, you have spoken it in times past like you said here. Now we're, call, we're clinging on to this spoken word by you, Jesus. We're asking it to move. And we're asking you to move in, Jesus. Because the void is not a void when you live there, Jesus. It becomes a place that overflows, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your overflowing love, Father. Bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. The hope that they have, the desire they have, Jesus, to see you, Lord. Some of us have been in in darkness too long, Lord Jesus. That that casket has been closed too long. And now we're seeing the light, the light of hope, Lord Jesus. Now we're seeing the light of hope, Jesus. Let us cling on to the light of hope, which is you, Lord Jesus. Carry us, Father. And you will know when you can put our our feet down. But let us always hold on to your hand, Jesus. Because we're scared, Father. We're scared. We don't know how to do this alone, Jesus. But we don't realize we're not alone with you, Jesus. Give us the courage, Lord, to see you. Give us the courage to know you, Jesus. We're grateful for you, Father Jesus. Your love was relentless, Jesus, as it found us and it broke through things. Merciful God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, powerful God. Oh, we exalt you, Jesus. Hallelujah.